I, lo- I, lo- I love I love the intro, man. Honestly. Right, come on. Come on. Hello and welcome to the Freemanfield Podcast. The podcast where three friends, um, that, that, that's fleeting. Who had dreams of being professional footballers, dashed away as children when they all discovered food. Have their say on the Premier League. It's a bit meh today, isn't it? Why isn't meh? The sun, the, the sun, is, the, the sun isn't shining. Not for the me. birds are, are screaming. <clears throat> North London is white. Uh-huh. It's a disgrace. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? <laughs> wow. Even I don't think that, but it's right. not, but I'm oh, that's, that's if it, it, that's it's what happens to you in the relegation zone, that's how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to say. I don't believe it. I just want to say it. Just just to just to get something back at Arsenal, you know. I can't deal with it. They, they stress me out. They stress me out, Kojo. The ever present coach, Kojo. But, but you, you said no. F- you, you. Bro, hold on. This, this is how I feel. This is how Arsenal makes me feel. Let me just get it up. Ever present coach, Kojo, how you doing, sir? I'll, I'll get what I'm going. What I, I'm feeling up here. I mean, I'm good, but I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Did yeah. you just use the words "North London is white"? Yeah, yeah. Damn. This is how Arsenal make me feel. As long as the ad goes, and we're talking. To other people. Benji, how you doing, sir? <laughs> uh, Benji's got that Ghana connection. That Ghana connection is strong. Jack, how you doing? It's yeah, good yeah. It's good, good, good. Uh, it's the first time I've been here, you know, been, been here in a while, and it's the f- probably the first time in even longer that I've actually, I'm actually well, smiling. <laughs> top of the league. Coming after a W. So, pfft. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, mm. measured, but all right. Measured. This is how Arsenal make me feel, by the way. <laughs> That's how Arsenal make me feel. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh. Let's get into my number. Was it Friday? Was the game? We did commentary on it, coach. Uh, that was... Uh, that was a smart decision, wasn't it? We were trying to be as unbiased as possible. And then, boy, oh boy, is that Ashley? Bloody Even Ashley, Ashley Best is saying I don't blame Kyle for that. Wow. What is happening? There's no, guess there's no, no, he's got time for excuses now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <sighs> it's Arsenal, uh, no, let's, let's get it right. Brentford to... Arsenal nil is the score. That's the game we're talking about. Goals from Sergi Canos and Christian Norgard. And what goals they were. Mistake after mistake. Goalkeepers getting beat at the near post like mm. he usually does, but he's somehow number one. And Arsenal reverting to, was it 2008 when Stoke and Roy Delap used to lob the ball long, long, all the way into the box and just completely missing it and letting Norgard get the header. I was going to say Oliver, but his name's Christian. I'm, I'm tired. Coach, <laughs> take over, innit? But, and it, ask, ask, ask some questions in it, because I, I, I ain't bothered with this team anymore. Where do I even begin? Where do you begin? 
Where do I even begin? Um, we've even got Ashley Best dressed. Man said, let me not join this before I shut it down, bro. All you got to do is let me know and I'll send you the link and you can come and, yeah, you can say what you want to say. Um, firstly, I'll say well done to Brentford. First game in the Premier League, three points in the bag. They did what they had to do. I think they did their homework on the weaknesses of Arsenal because they played a brand of football that they don't usually play. Mm-hmm. Um but that's the thing about them, they're tactically flexible. They can play long balls, short balls, they can play um in between the lines instead of like it's just a passing or just playing it long towards the target man, trying to see if you can knock off on that. Then who Arsenal's weaknesses was aerial balls. Tony versus Ben White is a mismatch. Ben White man is against most defenders and um defenders, players in general in the air is a mismatch anyway. He was what lower than every Arsenal defender last season in terms of winning aerial battles. So they just did what they had to do. Including um, Rob Holding, including uh, Bellerin, including Tierney, who's five foot six, seven, whatever, I don't know how tall he is, including Gabriel, including David Luiz, who's not known for his defensive capabilities. But hey ho, that's who we spent fifty million pounds sterling on. Continue, coach. Um, so um, yeah, with that being said, I just as much as I want to praise Brentford for deserve deserved win and deserve three points. Is Arsenal have not learned a damn thing, and they've had what four men? Wenger, they were declining. Emery, they didn't learn. Youngberg, for however long he was there, they didn't learn. And now Arteta's been there, and they still haven't learned. It's the same old, same old. The fact that you guys are conceding goals like that with long throws to this day, yeah. At this point. The excuses have run out. The club is the club is in trouble, man. And I can't lie to you. I don't know which manager is going to save you. We're talking about we're, oh, we're talking about we're hearing that you guys are going after um, what's his name, James Madison. Okay. Ha 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 ha. I know you go after Jim, uh, James Madison. I don't know what that transfer is for you've given someone that's what that transfer no you you do but i'm about to say you've got a defensive problem as well but how many times you got to try and fix that defense anyway before you just you just give up so look i don't know what's next for you guys because your next two games are a um what i mean jack jack knows how to beat man city in it so you man need to just turn up and do your thing so two no Brentford well deserved, did their homework. There's a, com- there's a comment in there that made me smile a bit. Maybe you'll find it, Kojo. Um, uh, no, not that one. The one right below it. That's the one that makes me laugh. So anything that can make me laugh. <laughs> well, it deserves, it deserves to be put up there. But anyway, let's talk about from an outside uh, looking nah, in. Yusuf. Outside looking in. Jack, what happened? It was, do you know what's funny? This is, I think Kojo said it in another pod. <laughs> this is, this was expected. This wasn't mm. a surprise. This, this kind of result is a quintessential Arsenal away scrappy result. That's what happened. And how many people are surprised that you lost that 2 0 against Brentford like, away? How many people are surprised you're going to, you know, in this particular type of game, cold, windy night, cold, windy Friday night, it just typifies what Arsenal have been for the 
what was, when, when did Stoke come into Premier League? 13 years ago? Yeah, something like that. It just typifies that. And yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what happened. And can I say, Mbwemo, great performance. Absolutely yeah. brilliant performance. The way he spun, <laughs> the way he spun your centre-backs. There was that one chance he had. He should have. He should have buried it. He should have scored. He scored. Yeah, he should have scored that one. Like, yeah. Both of them at the same time. That's the thing that triggers me the most. Both of them both. decided to go the wrong way, in two <laughs> touches. He took two touches and sent both defenders the wrong way. Like, come on now. You can't. You can't. That's. You can't. You can't let players from, who played in the championship, just a year ago, do that to you. Especially if you're a defender, a defender for a team like Arsenal. But I don't know what like Arsenal even means. For for me. This game was perfect for Brentford because Arsenal aren't, aren't the biggest scalp anymore, but they're mm. still a scalp. And so for them to get the win on their opening day with their new fans in the stadium, which I think this is the first time ever, all the fans are, are are in that stadium because of uh, of COVID. For them to to win, it's it's, it's it's a it's a massive occasion, and I I completely uh, commend them. They they played really well, but Arsenal, man. I think nothing. Yeah. I, I think everything that typifies Arsenal's performance is Granite Xhaka. Granite Xhaka told the fans to fuck off. Arteta tries to bring him back. Apparently, saves his career. He's meant to be that. He's meant to be rejuvenated. Puts in a performance like that, but is also given a captain's armband. So the team. Oh my god, the teams at sixes and sevens. Nothing makes sense. But Benji, if you can, I don't know about that connection. Anything you want to say? Yeah, no, I think. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I get it. What everyone's saying, but for me personally, I think it was one of the hardest fixtures you could have ever had. Um, to be fair, because the, they haven't played in the Premier League before. New stadium, you know how it is. Get the pies in, get the beers in. They all they all pumped for it, and I just don't think I just don't think Arsenal were ready for the game and. Is is what happens season after season after season. Like, if you want to laugh, just watch the last four um, AFTV opening interviews when they lost against Aston Villa, they lost against Liverpool, and I can't remember who else they've lost in the opening game of the season. They're never ready for the season. And what it is is that because the Premier League is so strong, there's no way for them to come back and lose 10 games and come back and get the top four. You have to be on point. And... The midfield just epitomizes everything for me personally. You can't go into mid- obviously we have um, Fred and McTominay, but at least McTominay will show a bit of heart, a bit of desire, getting a bit of a tackle. Tottenham have Skip and whoever. At least Skip gets about the pitch. Jacker doesn't get about the pitch at all, and he's supposed to be our most experienced player on the pitch, but he was just hiding. And I, I feel like you're in for a long season, and you're playing Man City and Chelsea next week. You just have to hope that De Bruyne is not fit, and Lukaku is not ready to go from the start. But I do but, feel like Arsenal will struggle to finish in the top ten. But what you said about Shaka there, he he does run about for Switzerland. He moves. He's more up the pitch. He's further up the if pitch. He plays number ten. It's like pro clubs. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he does sit, he does come back and drop a lot deeper as well when he plays for Switzerland. So he does both roles. So why isn't he doing both roles at Arsenal? Why why is like why are three different managers not seeing that? That's a good question. No, it's not just different managers. It's it's the entire it's the entire club, the fans as well that that choose to back this man. For me, it's it's a personal choice now to not play with that intensity, with that quality for Arsenal. If he does that, if he does that for Switzerland every free game, every every three days in an international tournament and on international duty, mm-hmm. then there's no reason why he can't play with that intensity when he's putting an Arsenal shirt. So for me, it's a, it's it's a it's a choice. It's a personal choice for him. But do you think? Do you think? 
So if 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 he's playing in a different role for Switzerland and he's, he's um, executing himself well, do you think it's a case of putting him in that same situation that Arsenal will be changing things? Because I don't know what I, I don't know what your best formation is in the first place. No, but are we are we saying Granite Xhaka is is a Premier League quality box the box midfielder? He's a prom. I say I think I think he is. I don't think he is. But, no, I, think he, no, I think he is, but he's not I don't think Arsenal's the right place for him to be at. And I, when I say when I say yeah, exactly. So when I say that is regardless of moving aside completely from the whole incident where you're telling the fans to go screw themselves or whatever was telling them. Fuck off, bruv. Let's get yeah, it right. Or F off. <laughs> um I genuinely think he just needs to be alongside a different type of midfield. I, I don't know. I don't think Partey works well with him. I don't think Nene works well with him. I don't think Willock would have worked well with him. I don't think Maitland Nass worked well with him. That is that is a problem with him because how many men can you have partner with you? you don't work, but somehow at Switzerland it works. Maybe it might be that whole you're a leader slash you have a free roam thing because he's their best midfielder by a mile. That might be what it is. That might be what his role is there. That's why maybe he plays a little bit better. He was the leader at Arsenal. But I don't know if he's got that same free role at Arsenal. But we all know, ah, let's, let's not get uh, bogged down in, in Granit Xhaka. I'm tired of talking about Granit Xhaka. He's been five <laughs> years. We every, Ever since he's come here, we're not finished in the Champions League places. So Granit Xhaka needs to bounce. That's, he wasn't even the worst player, but he, he just annoys me. And it is, if, if, if your main fielder annoys you, then what's the point? What's the point anymore? Anyway, let's move on. Because I'm getting tired of talking about Arsenal. Well done, Brentford. Well done, Brentford. Let's move on to Saturday. Uh, where should we go first? Manchester United, Kojo? Go on then, why not? Let's do it. 5-1. Uh, Manchester United uh, beating Leeds. Goals from Fernandez, Mason Greenwood. Fernandez again, Fernandez again. And Fred. <laughs> yeah. That, so that, did that performance in any way surprise you uh, from Fernandez and Pogba, to be honest, with four assists? Uh, no, well, no, it, it didn't surprise me, but because we beat Leeds, what, 6-2 was it last year? So um, I knew that we were always capable of beating them again. But I feel like this performance was a lot more better. I feel it was a lot more assertive. And what I liked about it was as soon as they scored, we were back on the front foot, we, front foot, we scored straight away again. So there was no rest for them. There was no... Uh, yeah, exactly. Come on, bro. <laughs> there was no... Um, there was no time for Leeds to rest and try and get into a groove. They scored a beautiful goal. That strike was, was superb. So they had... Every bit of energy running through them, we killed it off in an instant. Apart from Pogba to Fan Greenwood was ah, mm, bellissimo. So, um, good performance, good start. But the leads are, and quite frankly, not every game is going to be like that. United fans need to relax. I know we're getting gas. Sancho didn't start, Varane didn't start. Um, I'm not going to say the other guy's name, you know what I'm talking about. He didn't start. Um, Rashford is coming, will come back from injury eventually. So. The numbers will be there. There'll be more depth. There'll be more quality. But it's a good start. Very good start. Five one can't complain. And my boy got four assists. Um, he's not even a hundred million pounds, and he did it. So you know, certain man. Time's ticking, fam. I want to see four assists in the next game. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Benji, is it 20, 21 and twenty two? Yeah, no. Let's not get carried away. But um, the two two players that I really want to talk about um, is Fred and McTominay. Um, it'll be interesting to see their roles for the season because they get the most slack um, from Manchester United fans, but they're also two of our most pivotal and important players 
in the midfield. A lot of people were talking about, oh, I want to have Pogba and Matic in the middle, Van der Beek and whatnot. But at the same time, I also feel like Fred and McTominay give us the platform to allow Luke Shaw to get in the attack, um, to allow Bruno Fernandes to have to drop back a lot. And obviously, Juan Basaka, when he falls that once every five games, going up on the attack as well. Um, I, just, I just feel like, I feel like Manchester United, the problem with Manchester United, we won't know our starting eleven until December because the team is so stacked, it's hard to pick a starting eleven. Like, I would not have the same starting eleven as Kojo, um, personally. Uh, maybe I will, but I doubt it. Um, we need to find out where Pogba's going to play as well, which is very important. But my, my main thing is how we can beat the team with the low blocks this season, especially at Old Trafford. Um, we need a better record at Old Trafford because last year we lost, like, what, six games at home and we lost zero away. So if we can sort ourselves out, I feel like we can really, really push for second this year. Because I think first might just be out of reach, but second, second for us is very, very attainable. I see, Jack. Um, what a lot of uh, fans of other clubs, including ours as well, have been talking. They've been talking about Chelsea and and the fact that they spent so much money on Lukaku that they have no excuse. They have no excuse not to believe that their club is in the running for the Premier League title. Manchester United, I've spent quite a lot of money as well this season. They bought in a lot of big players, Rafael Varane, Jadon Sancho. So why just two, the... not a lot, just two. Tom Heat, Tom Heaton. Tom Heaton, okay, Tom Heaton as well. But that's still a lot of money. That's still a lot of money spent. That's a hundred million. So what was it? It's like thirty-five and then seventy-two on on. So, yeah, just, just about hundred. Just about hundred. So yeah. There you go. It's a hundred, hundred plus million. They had. They have a very stacked team. They have two quality midfielders in Pogba and Fernandez. Edison Cavani's there. David de Gea is there. Jaime Aguirre is there. So why can't? Why aren't? Uh, why can't they? Why can't uh, they demand a league title from their club? Or why are they too shy to demand a league title from their club? I think it's quite simple. They've got two clubs that are in stronger positions than them that have healthier squads, I think. Um, whilst Rafa Varane and Sancho, top, top signings, I still think in midfield, you still got some in that defensive midfield position. You need someone that's probably facilitates the game of both Pogba and Bruno a bit more. And I think, um, yeah, up front, I don't think... I, th I think Cavani will get you double figures, but I think you need more than that to get you that title to take you, you know, that next to that next level. I don't, think, I don't think any strikers got triple figures. Now I'm only joking. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think um, you know Chelsea. They, they've got they've got you know top three striker in the world, Lukaku. He's he's definitely in the top three for me, and that's definitely you know to be European champions to add that level of quality to your squad they're definitely got, going to be challenges and um, United fix certain issues that would have probably won them the title or given themselves a good title challenge last season but this season is a different animal you've seen the way teams have started on you know the top teams on fire apart from City who normally well who were slow starters last season so mm. we'll see the jury's out on that one so yeah, I think um, I think the top teams will be much more consistent because I think they've strengthened as opposed to last season, which not only was a bit of a bit of a inconsistent one for in terms of how teams performed every week because it was just all over the place last season. But also, you know, they're not yeah. playing two games a week. Yeah. The um, the fixes are sort of back to normal now. Fans are back as well. I think that definitely had an influence on even mm. our performance, which we'll get to. Um, 
in terms of the the pressing and the the work rate of teams as well and getting getting players up for it again so it's going to be much more closer to normal than it was last season i'll say okay well, i just want to add if i can in terms of like what jack is saying especially with the two teams like chelsea and um also other team man city if man city do manage to get hurricane i also i do really think it'll be hard for a lot of us teams that the normal team that man united and co to actually catch up because man city if you look at the team they're strong in every single area apart from the striker. Mm. If they can get somebody that can get them, even if Harry Kane has one leg in that Man City team, we'll have more people to create chances. So he would definitely get 30 goals a season. Manchester United don't have a 30 goal season striker. Chelsea, we don't know if they have a 30 goal season striker. And Man um, Liverpool, they'll have definitely get 20 goals from Salah. The problem is, is that a lot of teams like us and Chelsea, we can't kill off teams. It'll be interesting to see if we're able to do that. Man City, the reason why they're so good is they can kill any team off 6-0 on their day. But mm. we can't do that. So it's like, we're, after five games, I'm sure I'll be watching you not show to see what's happening. But I still do feel like other clubs have a stronger team. And obviously, with Van Dijk coming back as well, Liverpool are also in the mix for that um, title challenge as well, personally. Let's move over. Let's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, no, sorry. No. Just for one second. We will have to go back to Arsenal for just a minute because we've had a drop-in. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But he asked, he was what asking me it? to come on. I was like, let me get Ladies and gentlemen, we have um, someone else in the comments that even agreed with Kale earlier. He's tossed oh, in the party. <laughs> Mr. Ashley Best is in the building, oh, shaking his head already. <laughs> How you doing, bro, firstly? I'm fine, thank you very much. Can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, we can Perfectly. Hear yeah, I'm fine, thank you very much. How are you all doing today? Good. I'm all right. Got complete? Got Mm-hmm. No. Um, so what is it you, want, you, you, you wanted to say, but, uh, <laughs> Mr. Best? Go on. Go on, go on, sir. It's quite simple. It's just trash, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I slightly turned off the game once that throwing went in. It just oh, reminded yeah. me of that, uh, what's, his, what's his name, the lad? That he yeah. used to do against us, how can you not defend that? That's that's just it's just simple, you know what I mean. Um, the problem with Arsenal, I just think they just need to go back to basics. I think they're just trying a bit too hard. That's the problem, you know. <laughs> no, we are not. No, no. The thing is, yeah, you know, it's like Arsenal are trying to play the Arsenal way, but it's like they're just not penetrating teams that they used to. That's the problem I'm facing with them. You know what I mean? It's like. Just um, shoot Mr. outside the box. What's the way for us that don't know, please? If you look back here, it's that yes, pass, pass, but they knew how to penetrate through teams. That's the mm. thing. So they knew how to create and penetrate through teams and actually shoot on site. The problem with Arsenal, this Arsenal team now, is that every single time they're just looking for that perfect goal. Every single, every single minute, it's like when you've got the space, just shoot. You know what I mean? Give the defence... Every team knows Arsenal's not going to shoot outside the box. So they're just going to hold their ground. They're just going to hold their shape. You see what I mean? So hold their shape. They pass it out to the wide. Once they pass it out wide, the ball's going to come back to the defenders and then they can just knock it out. Simple. If Arsenal starts shooting from outside the box, what it, do, what it does, it gradually gets the defence to push forward. That way it creates space for the forwards to then run in. It's just quite simple, actually. Do you think... Do you think... Um... It's because some of your players lack the. I'm thinking about players that can shoot from outside the box, like have have 
um, proof. The only one I can think of is when it's Jacker. He's the only one that because when he hits a ball clean, it's a it's a rifle. He smacks no. it. It's him, but is there anyone else that has that in the team? No. I mean, all right, yeah. all right. No, I hear what you're saying. That is actually that's true. What you're saying. All right. It's unfortunate that Partey cannot do it for some odd reason. All right. <laughs> Well, I can tell you from first-hand experience, he's a Ghanaian. He cannot do it. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, you know what I mean. But and you know he's got a powerful shot on him. It's just lack mm. of accuracy, you know what I mean. I think mm. the problem. Nah, I think face... that's folks on staying fit. For... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he, he said something about flip flops or something. I don't know, but <laughs> nah, I said he has to focus on staying fit. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, we shoot um, like he has flip flops on anyway, so. Mm. But my, I think my thing is, is that Arsenal just lack goal scoring midfielders. That's that's just it. We had one in Joe Willock, and we sent him back to Newcastle. Exactly. You know, so... goal scoring, goal scoring forwards. <laughs> if we're being real, <laughs> but a bagging, like I say, bagging. Let's be real. I mean, let's let's talk about that situation as well. Um, Ashley. Lacazette and Aubameyang both come down with this mystery illness, which hasn't still hasn't been explained. And then a few days after, they're both on the on the chopping block, with Arsenal offering them to uh, Inter Milan and Barcelona. And if you want if you want money from some teams for for big players, going to both teams that are broke right now isn't the smartest um, um <laughs> smart decision. No. But, what but, do you think but this, this is what, Arsenal what, we're talking about here, though. It is. This is, it is, this I, is Arsenal. Is it right? an illness or I, I've, I've been hearing that they, they both have had a falling out with Mikel Arteta. So what's your thoughts on that story? To be fair, I wouldn't be surprised. I just wouldn't be surprised if they had a falling out with Arteta. But as you said, you know, two teams that's coming in for them and they're both broke. Mm. Obviously, what's going to happen is that those teams are going to try and look for a loan deal, a loan deal with initial to buy, you know what I mean? And Arsenal, as dumb as they are, will actually take it just to get rid of him, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, you know. Um, I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans who, who's like, nah, they want like one one of them to stay and one of them to go. And then we've got some of them, it's like, nah, dash them both out, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Arsenal just seem to have problems every damn season. What, what what would you do with those two? Because I, me personally, I, I, I'm telling you right now, we got sometimes in football, we got to let a man just go, see it, see the see the picture before. Because like, remember, Vieira had a fantastic year, and then out of nowhere, he was being sold because Wenger realized the time was up. Yes, Wenger had his his faults in general, but we saw up to Vieira when he left um, Arsenal. That was not the same Vieira that went to Italy. He was done. His time was up. Is it a case of letting these men go? Because look at Bamiyang. I know he's been playing left wing and. He's Arsenal's best striker and, you know, he's struggling on the left because he doesn't beat players in that. But he hasn't convinced me in the last year or so. No, no like, like I said, the less said, the better. I mean, right. I, I don't know. What do you think? All right, Kojo, all right, Kojo. Let's go back to what you said about the whole Aubameyang playing on the left, yeah? All right? Mm. Most of his goals came from the left. Put him in the middle, he won't, yeah. he won't get nothing. So right. the thing is, it's that either way, all right, we gave him that chance to be in the middle. He still won't get nothing. Put him on the left. Somehow he was banging in goals. I don't know what has happened. Ever since he signed the contract, all of a sudden, it's just declined. It's unfortunate. All right. It's unfortunate that it's happened. But I just don't know what's going on. I don't know what's what's going on in the whole training regime re, regime and all that. I don't know. You know what I mean? We, we, we can't tell. We can only see what's in front of us. You see what I mean? Personally, all right, I like both of them. 
I've always liked Lacazette. I've always well, liked Lacazette. you can tell actually, to be fair. Was that what? Say that again. Now I was gonna say we have an Amazon Prime documentary coming out, so it will show us exactly what's happening. Uh, That's true, though. No, but it's true. Season, it, it, so. not, not, it depends. Yeah. It depends it's, what kind of propaganda you're gonna spew later on. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in Jose, you're gonna get some heavy propaganda later on. But, in the but season, this I'll is but you, this is Arsenal. But this is Arsenal. Though. No matter what, Arsenal is gonna get some sort of criticism everywhere they go. Anyway, all but right. Deserve that criticism. <laughs> Do they? So they win. But hold on, they win a trophy. They get criticized. Are you telling me that's? Deserved? You're not getting criticized for winning trophy. You're getting criticized for finishing ninth. No, I'm just giving you an example, though. Either eight, way, eight, eight, yeah, eight, yeah, eight, eight, they get criticized. Eight, Fair eight, enough. Eight, Top four, they get criticized. When they get criticized, it doesn't matter. They I, think, I think. I think. I think it's because, like Man United, who Man United is not is not more about criticism, more about just bantering when Man United are doing absolute trash. But I think with Arsenal. Like, there was a downward turn that was coming bit by bit. And you know how fans cling onto comments, like the whole top four is a trophy comment, for example, or people are waiting for us to fall out of the top four so they finish fifth and all that stuff. And then it was like, well, when... It's not all Arsenal fans, but you know how fans are. One fan will say a League Cup, FA Cup don't matter no more, but when their club wins it, suddenly it means something. If one Arsenal fan says it, it represents all Arsenal fans. I think... That's where the banter comes from. But the criticism is because more than anything, and rightfully so, you guys go onto your team hard. But they deserve it. They, it's facts. They deserve it. You're, you guys have not been happy for a long time. Regardless of those FA Cup wins, you've been happy for a day or so because you won it. But in the whole picture, you have not been satisfied. You are not happy with how the club's been run. You have not been happy with how the club's been managed. And you're definitely not happy with how the players have performed, whether they're still here or not, have performed on the pitch for you guys. I think that's why you guys criticism of your club, of course, but when it comes from outside, I think you got to acknowledge it as well because behind all agendas, forget agendas to the side, people that talk about the club and criticise it fairly, I, I think you can say you would, you would agree with them, no? And also, it's to do with the, the stature of the club, you know, and what you've achieved in the past. You There's much higher expectations for you guys and then a West Ham who finished above you because because you're Arsenal. And also, on top of that, the f- <laughs> there's expectations some of your own fans, some of your own fans actually put on the club. I'm not saying you guys, but there are there are certain fans who who always claim either a top four run or or even a title charge every season when you're nowhere near it. Yeah. And that that again, those expectations are set. They, and that's where all the criticism and all the backlash comes from as well. It, it comes from such a multitude of factors. It's just, it's a fuckery, really, if we're being honest. Mm. It's like, just, you got you got to be measured. you got you got to set yourself high standards. But equally, you've got to realise there are steps to take to get to where you want to be. And a lot of your fans think you're going to be title challenges. And the other fans just just think, you're, you know, it's, it's the end of the world, which... It's not far off being the end of the world unless, you know, things change. But fans, football fans are football fans. They're always, you know, we've got in our fan base too. It's just, you know, it's, it's hyper-polarisation at the end of the day. That's true. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Anything no, else just... to add, Ashley? Other than Arsenal is trash right now. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's that, what I end that discussion on. Thank you for that. That's it. Let's reconvene in in four weeks when hopefully we get a victory against fucking Burnley. Burnley, yeah. 
Yeah. Watch them beat us as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because the way he killed us, not like Sean Dash. If Arsenal is to Burnley, that might be. But no, so sorry. Hold on. When I looked at Arsenal's first, what was it? Say like five games. Mm. I said to myself, "No, nah, this is just set up for 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 Arteta to just get sacked straight away." Like, I, I, no, <laughs> seriously. Hope, and let's hope it happens, no, innit? I, I, seriously, I saw I saw the first four, first five. I was like. Yeah, they just set this up so that Arteta could just get sacked early. Like done. It's it's that simple, you know. What I mean, that losing to uh, was it Brent? Was it Brentford? Brentford, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's just you know what's funny. Yeah? You know how I think it was Benji that mentioned about Aston Villa, uh, Arsenal losing to Aston Villa first game. I mm. was at that game. Mm. I was at that game, and I went with a United fan as well to that game. All right, and. I'm telling you now, that United fan could tell you what my face was like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and all the Arsenal fans, like, literally, oh my gosh, mad. But yeah, I definitely remember that game, though. Crazy. Yeah. No worries. All Thank right, God cool. we're done, we're done with, with, with that club for now, anyway. um, What team is next? Let's go. Uh, can we talk about Leicester for a bit? They are, okay. They are, yeah, yeah. They're heading towards a uh, top four potentially. They obviously they won the community the community shield this uh, this year FA Cup as well. They got the victory against Wolverhampton. One is a goal from Jamie Vardy. A typical Jamie Vardy finish was fantastic. Just uh, got ahead of the defender. Just absolutely finessed it into into the into the back of the net. Um, were you expecting more from from Leicester, Kojo? It's only one 0 and this wall side is a very, very new, very fresh wall side. No, no, because Wolves are, these players are going to try and impress their new manager. That's the first step, and they sign new players are trying to make an impression. So one 0 doesn't surprise me. I think um, it shouldn't have even been one one. If I'm being honest, Adama Traore made one of those crazy yep. runs. The guy's fast, man. Went straight down the middle, and then the finish was just what you also expect from Adama Traore, which is a damn shame. Um, but no, truth be told, it's, it's one, one nil is not a bad result, and I know you're not saying it's a bad result either, but it's not it's not a bad result, and it's not a result that I thought, uh, well, it's Wolves you should do more. I, I thought it's, it's a good one, it's a good win. First league game of the season, not every game is going to be a, a slap in. They'll have games when they smack teams, you know, Leicester are much more, they're very capable of it, so those times will come. But good win, good start, Vardy, typical goal, passing Dakers there. Yeah, Nacho's there, bro. They got they got goal scorers in abundance, and if they make money for this protracted alleged um, Madison move, and they signed Vestergaard as soon as um, what's his name got injured, um, Fafana. If that if they want to lose um, thing as well, make money, I don't think it's a bad idea. So I think they should be fine. I think they'll be fine, and I think they can get top four this year at whose expense. Let me not let me not say anything before someone tries to click me. Ah uh, no, I don't believe they can. You don't think they can? No. I think with just Leicester, they just it's like they always seem to get there, but then they capitulate. And mm. it's just it's unfortunate, you know, but it it is what it is, you know. What I mean, they just capitulate at some random time and then they just don't make it to the top four. Why like, why, why why do you think they capitulate? What is it about Getting over that final hurdle that just escapes them. It's got to be something to do with Brendan Rodgers. I, I don't know. It's it's that I understand his intensity of his and the level of how he wants his players, but I think they just burn out right at the end. And then all of a sudden, though, when those when the business time of the games come in, 
somehow Leicester just never gets that job done. It's unfortunate, really, you know. But hey, I just don't think they'll get top four. Uh, Jack for thoughts on Wolves. Uh, obviously, Traore is in the side, and he, he does what he does. As a coach, yeah. mentioned, he, he dribbles, he dribbles, he dribbles, and then when he gets to the final third, that's when he absolutely misses everything. But look, um, looking up, Jimenez is back. Matinho Neves are, are back, are back together. Saar seems to be a good uh, acquisition as well. At goalkeeper made a few impressive saves against Leicester. Um, what's your expectation for Wolves this season? Are they going to impress like they did under your under your current manager, or is it simple? they might have to face a relegation battle. I don't think they'll face a relegation battle. I think, yes, I think over the weekend they played well enough to get a result. Um, it was interesting what they did. They they switched between the 3-4-3 and the 3-5-2. They had Jimenez and um, Traore up front as almost a, um, a strike pairing. And hmm. that worked to their advantage. And you saw, you know, Dharma's physicality is just absolutely insane. And... You know they have a, they have a set way and a precedent on how to play the bigger teams, the teams that will keep more of the ball, and I think they'll get some results against the top side still, just based on how they play uh, and stylistically. So I think they'll get points from that, and I think they'll do they'll do all right. I mean, yet to see a you know, new manager, who knows? But I, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be solid mid-table this season. I think they've got the quality in the squad and I don't think they've lost. Whilst Nuno has definitely elevated a few players, he got the best out of them. He's brought in the Jimenez, the Jotas um, of this world and he's managed to get that. I think I think they'll continue. I think they'll they'll be there and thereabouts mid-table um, pretty much. I don't think they've lost any. They've lost that much quality on uh, on the pitch itself. Um, they've still got Moutinho and Neves, who you know, even though Neves has fallen off a little bit, I still mm. think they're, they're they're still quality players, quality footballers who've got great ability. And um, Jimenez is back as well. Jimenez's sort of absence last season was a big reason why they didn't do as well as they did in previous seasons. So him being back is a big, big plus. It's like a new signing, as a lot of people would say. Mm. So I think I think they'll be all right. I don't think they'll they'll be in trouble. Uh, Chelsea free, Crystal Palace nil goals from Marcus Alonso, Christian Pulisic, and Trevor Chalaba. Benji, let's get you back into this, in this podcast. Um, a lot of their top quality players were missing this this uh, this game. Kai Havertz wasn't playing. Reese James was uh, was playing. Still to come. Why are they are they are they are they favourites favourites or are City still a bit too formidable? Without Kane, I mean they're probably second favorites, um, obviously because they won the Champions League. So obviously you have to respect them for that. But at the same time, I still do feel like their midfielders are not consistent in the way they play. So for example, the people behind Lukaku that are going to play behind him, they're not consistent. Werner, we don't know if he's going to get more than two goals, four goals a season. Kai Havertz, we don't know who's going to turn up. The B Tech Riyad Mahrez as well, and um, Hakim Ziyech, we don't know what he's going to say. Um, there's, a, there's a lot oh, of them wow. and obviously who else is there wow. Pulisic is never fit the only people that are consistent in the team is the two searching midfielders and they, they how long can they persist with this three at the back um, how, how many games can Marcos Alonso play at left wing back is something else that also needs to be discussed but they look like they'll be well and obviously with Lukaku he's the big question mark because 
he did fail at Manchester United. He didn't do his best. Obviously, he went to Inter Milan and obviously started getting excited and won the, won the league. But now that he's back, it'd be interesting to see what he can actually do. And I also feel like the goalkeeping situation is a, a big question mark because Kepa, oh, you all know about Kepa. And obviously, Mendy is also not consistent as well. So their team was just full of inconsistent players. So we don't know what to expect on any given day. At least with City, we know, look, the Brenner will turn up, Diaz will turn up, etc. etc. But with Chelsea, we really don't know what's going to happen. I, I wouldn't worry about Lukaku, honestly. Jose Tax. That's all I'm saying. Jose Tax. The guy clearly put him. He made it. I I know Jose put made him put the, what six kilos on or whatever. I know Jose wanted to play him as a target. I know Jose wanted him to be a striker. He's completely not. Lukaku guarantees you goals wherever he goes. Jose Tax was the only reason why he wasn't a success at United. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he just made him but, stuck in that middle, innit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, the funny, it's funny thing though. I, I don't think he wasn't successful. I, I think he was kind of successful. Look, he scored goals. My only criticism of him was in the big games, bar two of them. Um, one against Madrid in the Super Cup, I think it was his debut, and the PSG comeback. His overall impact in big games was non-existent. Whether it was missing chances or just not being able to get into the game, that was my biggest issue with you. He had to Inter Milan. League champion again, big game record is a bit here and there, but he's come back with a big chip on his shoulder. Look how lean he's looking as well. He's looking at Everton Lukaku. So, and that Everton Lukaku was there, there was, was nothing about big games there. He scored, he scored against anyone like you that wanted to get, you know. So, I think, I think he's in if he, if he gets the goals against the big games in the big games. He's looking at a 30-plus league goal season, let alone whole of season. Mm. So, he, he's a force. He's a force. He's a great talk, everybody talks about Manchester City's depth and, and quality up top, but Chelsea aren't, aren't, aren't slouching anymore. I mean, Benji did call him the B-Tech uh, Rio Maris, but Christian <laughs> is a quality, quality player. Uh, Pulisic is there. Timo Werner, I think, plays will play much better on the left with a Lukaku up top. Um and also Callum Humphrey-Odoi. So he's got, a, and in terms of uh, right backs as well, Ben Chilwell and and Reece James whipping in crosses for him. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's got a lot going for him at that this at this uh, Chelsea side. And if if he gets on a lot of of these crosses and these chances which Chelsea creates, I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're definitely gonna be up there. And I think they might. I'm 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 making them favourites to win the league this year. Same, same. You disagreeing, Ashley? Mm. Nah, not favourites, man. I don't know. I wouldn't go favourites, though. But so who, who, who would you call your favourites? Do I have to say? Yeah. He's going to say Arsenal, isn't it? No, no, no. I'm not going to say. <laughs> Obviously, no, no. I'm not that deluded, but um, do I have to really say it? Yeah, of course. It's a, a shout-out to you, bro. Go on. Either Man City or Liverpool. Damn. Exactly. No, not Liverpool. There's me having it. The thing is, I don't want neither one of them to win it. But hey, you know what I mean? That you just gotta look at it. If City sign Harry Kane is game over, oh my days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say that right now. If they get that transfer through, forget about Chelsea. Forget about Man United, forget about Liverpool. Harry Kane at City, I give up. 
For me, that's a massive if. Um, they spent a hundred million on uh, on Jack Grealish. Grealish. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, are you? I. Do you seriously expect them to spend another hundred? Was well, everybody thinks it's one hundred and thirty, but I'm, I'm hearing reports that it's one hundred and sixty million. Are they are they going to spend? No, nah, you have to remember. You have to remember, Cahill. They're going to sell as well. So obviously, people like Bernardo Silva are going to be sold if Kane comes in. Um, there's quite a few players. They could probably sell three or four players to get that money back. But they need to be. They need to go out and get a, a, a striker. They haven't had a world class striker in. Well, obviously, Grail was, but. Well, Grail wasn't really world-class. He kind of dipped since, like, 2019. So, Gabriel Jesus, whatever his name is, he's obviously not that guy. Unless they want to loan, like, Martial or something. But <laughs> the way they're looking at the moment, the way they're looking at the moment up front, they're just looking toothless. And if they don't get a striker, they might not even finish in the top four, and I'm being deadly serious. Because every other team will have firepower up front, and they, they just don't have it. And you can't rely on the brain. The brain's 31, going to be 32. He's going to get injured again this yeah, season. Yeah, so yeah. they need that striker. Can't lie. I'm happy you said that because City and Liverpool have some players that are starting to age, you know. No one's really. No one really wants to talk about it. Mahrez is funny. Agent FC. Liverpool are on the right side of 30, though. They got like 28, 29 year olds. Manchester yeah. City, on the other hand. Salah and Demon are touching 30, fam. Mane is 30 that, and his hairline's growing as well. It's, it's, it's like the whole front line. The whole front line, I'm telling you, mate, they're all 30. So James Milner, 35, 36. Blah, blah. He's 38. Yeah, that's why they can't high press anymore. They're old, man. <laughs> yeah, James Milner's been playing since I was in primary school, man. That's how, that's how old he is. That's how long he's been about, man. Mm, right. no, look, look, look at this one. Look at this, look at this one. Cavani's 60. Look. <laughs> but uh, Manchester City not finishing the top four. Is that... Actually, no, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that when we get to that game. We've still got one more game. We're talking about age, aging and, and hairlines. We're talking about Liverpool. They beat Nor Norwich City three goals to nil goals from Diego Jota, Roberto Firmino and Mohamed Salah. I think they're on the right side of 30. And they're, they're all... Currently at their peak. Yes, there are a few yeah. injury problems here and there. Yes, James Milner is fucking ancient. But you can't. I don't think you can count a team that has Mohamed Salah and, and Sadio Mane leading the line. As long as they have Salah up front, they'll, they'll find ways to win games. That guy, that guy is too troublesome. He's far too troublesome. Um, he's a pure goal scorer as well, and that's what I love about him. Look, this Norwich game for me, I, I can't analyze too much because no matter the lineup, no matter if it's Paul Koncheski there. If it's Kiriagos, Luis, Luis Suarez, or Florence Vor Cinema, Voronin. Andre Voronin, bro. <laughs> listen, listen, when it comes to Norwich versus Liverpool, Norwich are always going to receive these hands. They're going to get it. That's as simple as it gets. It's a one-punch knockout kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So when they came to this game, for me, it was, you know what's going to happen here. They had their chance, one shot. No, two shots, actually. Um, Pookie shot straight at Allison. The other one, Alisson had to pull off a save, like, like a double save quickly or something like that. And even at that time, I think it was really 2 or 3-0 anyway. So it's the it's same old, same old. That game, when it's Norwich versus Liverpool, Liverpool know what's happening. The fans that travel to that game, are, they know they're here for a goal fest. It's three goals minimum. If they wanted to, they'd ask Atletico to Luis Suarez for a day, playing for that game and send them back, and it will be 6-0 instead. It's, it's, they, they do with Norwich every time. But... um. I, as a neutral, 
I'd say as a neutral, I'll try not to bring my United bias into it. As a neutral, those injuries would still concern me because we, I say, I say it a lot now, but it's you have man them with major injuries. Some of them I've received them twice, like um, Joe Gomez, Matip injury prone, Konate good player, good signing, injury prone, and after Trent got injured for months, now Robertson's out. So it's um, Simicas, and then who, I don't know who's the backup for Trent. Fabinho is, he's not injury prone, I think he's okay. Henderson's injury prone. He's goal scorer prone, no? Yeah, yeah definitely goal scorer prone. Someone else is goal scorer, scorer prone, you'll see it this season. Don't get gassed by the one goal he scored in the weekend. Um, certain box and box strikers. But, um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't think they'll have a bad season. I just don't consider them in the title race. I think at some point they will get a lot more small injuries here and there and then it will cost them a lot of And make time. excuses, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, man. Since we're since we're digging into old man FC, uh, look, I, and also no one's coming into the club as well. They lost their best yeah. centre midfielder last season, and we don't know what Van Dijk is like. And the funniest thing is, all their four centre backs are injury prone. They just signed mm. another injury prone centre back. So I don't understand what they're doing. Their left back is also injured as well. Um. Trend. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 but I do feel, I do feel like because they've been there, they've done it. They do have like that grace. But at the same time, I just feel like <clears throat> we can't rule out Salah and Mane. Those two at the top of the game, they're they're a match for anybody in the league. So, but at the same time, I, I still do feel like their midfield is a problem because we haven't spoken about Thiago as well. He's been a flop. Um, but obviously, if he comes in and tries <laughs> to do his, <laughs> try, tries to do his little one twos and that, then you never know what can happen. But I still do feel like Liverpool, Liverpool will be up there. But a couple injuries, Van Dijk injury and a Salah injury, then they'll be finishing eighth or ninth for me personally. Oh. <laughs> I hear it. Then back to excuses. I hear it because Salah is such a big, big, big player for them. Mm. But at the same time. If they happen to keep all their players fit all season, like they have done in those two seasons where they were runners up and then won the league, if they get that kind of luck, they'll be they'll be challenges, hundred percent. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But again, you know, if we'll see what that injury has done to Van Dyke, we'll see what that you know, we'll see if that if he gets anything recurring or has any other fitness issues. Yeah, true. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, let's move on to. The big game, of course. Newcastle 2. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Tottenham Lions. The City. Nil. Stop it, bro. You're, you're, you're jumping on the bandwagon. As, as you I, am the, I am, bro. I'm blowing bubbles, fam. Yeah, you should be supporting this, your, your actual team in Tottenham. When they, they beat uh, oh, Manchester City. <laughs> one goal to nil. Goal from Hyungmin Song. Jack. Unexpected, I imagine. I thought we were going to get slapped 5-0. I thought this was going to be... An, I think a lot of us thought that, to be honest. But yeah, I was hoping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pff, what can I say? That that type of performance, that level of work rate, that pressing and that, you know, that play of transit, all, all of that combined with the transition. Mute your phone, Ashley, man. Oh, sorry, sorry. I do apologise. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Um, all, done. all done. Sorry about that. All, all of that combined with the transitional play that I haven't seen that since pff, circa early 2018, I'd say. Um, 
we stopped pressing even under Pochettino and with the season we finished, um, got to the Champions League final, we that pressing game completely disappeared. And mm. I think that was that was by design as well because I think we didn't have the legs or the players for it. But we pressed, we fought, we Oliver Skip, Hoybier, mon, monstrous, monstrous in that midfield. Even Deli Ali's defensive yeah, defensive yeah. traits, very good. He made the most tackles out of anyone, I think, in that game. Bergwijn, who is absolutely cack, right? He's shit, but he worked hard and, you know, that result, it paid off. Every single player had to be on point for us to get anything out of that game, and they were. And Lucas Moura, Lucas Moura was brilliant that game, absolutely brilliant. And I just feel that I want to get rid of him. I wanted to get rid of him, but if he can keep having performances like this where we know he could, you know, there's a reason why, you know, Maynard and PSG fought for him. You know, when he, when he first arrived at PSG as well, what he was doing in the champion Champions League games, busting three players in the midfield. This guy can do it. He just, he's just not consistent. And he's quite brain dead at times. And, <laughs> you know, Man City should have scored one or two beforehand, but, you know, no striker. That's what happens. Dyron Sanchez keeping the clean sheet. I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of judge we did, but <laughs> whatever it was, I'm glad we did it because boy, it was, I think they, it was the 12th man. To be fair, that yeah, that, no, that, with the fans behind with the fans behind that team behind that team, you can actually feel the energy mm. from those players to actually make sure work hard, don't concede. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like go go at them, so you can actually see it. It was the, the fans being the 12th man. Yeah, and the south stand was. Pack that South Stand looked amazing on that day. Yeah, like the fans were just the fans were incredible, and the that on top of that, you got the fitness as well. The fitness training that Nuno's actually um, got the players doing. But I don't think we've had that for for a very long time. And you know, Jose Mourinho. We said this off camera, but Jose Mourinho does not coach fitness. He doesn't do fitness training sessions. He doesn't do intensive fitness training sessions. He he focuses on keeping your shape holding your shape and you know playing on transition you know it's just refreshing to see you know Tottenham Hotspur working hard because I haven't seen that in such a long time and then Son with the finish I mean it's quintessential Son cut in bang corner that's what he does and yeah but the best performer of the day actually Tanganga Tanganga Yep. Absolutely, he's got this performance in him. He loves a big game. He did that with um, Sadio Mane as well. He locked him up completely when um, the season Liverpool won the title, and we lost the game. But he was out. He was a standout performer for us, and he <laughs> does have that. He has that performance in him, and yeah, I, I just feel I still think he's a centre back by trade because going forward, you saw you saw some of the switches of play where he, he couldn't control that ball for shit, but <laughs> defensively. To, to lock down two players like that, Pfft, this kid, man. I love this kid. And I'm so, so where, glad. Where, where, where do you think you'll finish like, in the league? Where do you think you'll finish? Oh, I said eighth at the beginning of the season. And I'll at probably, I'll, uh, I'll stick with that. I'll stick with that for now because whenever Man City come to the Wild Lane, they get slapped. Or well, not a slap, but beaten. Mm. And at, least, mm. at least, at least you're. At least you came with a, a reasonable position for Spurs. A certain Spurs fan last season was chatting on radio talking about that they're going to win the league. 
And to this day, he has not explained himself. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where. I'm not going to name. He knows who he is. So if he I sees this, to bring him on at, at, at some point. This <laughs> you, you, you know, you know who I'm talking about. He's been he on here very, very. He's been on many here many times. Until this day, yeah, right. He hasn't really explained himself on that. On that, you know. So mm. everybody wants that out of you, though. I don't. I don't know what he's. No, everyone is on his <laughs> neck. No, 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 no. But no, no. But the way this guy, all right convincingly convincingly came on either your show or another show and actually said yeah, yeah. everything is light work spurs are winning the league did he not say that all yeah, right yeah, yeah, he said that and then he, 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 he said it on, on, on four, four shows. Oh, oh, and yeah exactly so so he said it on so many occasions all right and then the position that they came mate he's, he's still about but then he wants to dodge the question well, to be fair, to be fair, Mr. Bessett, I mean, you never know what can actually happen. I think with Tottenham, because they're not in Europe, they do have they like... Are in they, they are in Europe. Are in they Europe. are in uh, some sort of Europe, you know Conference league, baby! I mean, like, real high. Europe, they're not really... They can play the under-23s and that probably win. What I'm saying is that they they can have... They can play their best level in the league and rest their players for the, the whatever competition they're in. So what that does, like when Liverpool played in 2013-14 and they were able to just play one game a week, your players are always fresh, your players are always energetic. When it comes to Christmas, you're going to win at least, you should win more games than everyone else. So you never know. Like obviously, if they sell Harry Kane, if, if I was them, I'll sell Harry Kane for 150 million, getting another winger, getting Awa for 25 million, even getting Odson Edward. The squad kind of improves a bit more in a sense overall. And then they can at least try and do something. But with the whole Harry Kane question mark, I, 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 we don't know how to assess Tottenham for the season. But for me personally. Yeah, and we need another centre-back. Um, Romero, you know, we've got him. But we still, I, I still, even though the, no? Milinkovic, I, I want Milinkovic at the club. Because he's, he's just an improvement on what we have um, currently. And Are you sure? What? Yo, you're you're an Eric Dyer fan, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were going to sign him. You can do him at your club. Million, not forget. Listen, we were going to sign him for sixty million. Never forget that. Boy, I, I can't believe we didn't even take that. Honestly, Jose, listen, Jose wanted wait, him. Wait, wait they that, offered you sixty million. It wasn't sixty, but it was like it was, like, it was, it was close enough. Like 50, 60, it was, 50, 60. Yeah, it was close enough. It was close enough. Yeah. He I was going to come and reinvent our team, English, English um, quarter and that. But. That's crazy. <laughs> but let's get, let's get into oh, the, the meat and bones of Tottenham now. Two weeks left in the transfer window. Harry Kane is still the question. He wasn't, he wasn't fit enough for, uh, for Sunday's game. He also missed a, few, a couple of training sessions. But yeah, he's a saint and a model professional. Um, is he going to Manchester City? Because I, I still can't see it. Because there was also talks that he might he, he's looking to come back. Uh, and he's training right now, and he's looking to, looking to come back into the squad. Jack, he need. I think he needs to go for for the betterment of sort of the medium term of the club. Essentially, he we can't keep holding on to someone who's not going to win anything because you know it's pointless. But there's a bit of an echo. But um, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel he needs. We need to get. We need to just. Focus on the bulk of the first eleven. I think if we can get someone like a Vlavic or 
even uh, Lautaro. We offered 90 million for euros for um, Lautaro. And I think, um, oh, even though I don't think he's worth okay, that, okay. I don't think he's worth that per se, but we need a striker. We need, we do need a striker. And, um, and I think we need to invest in that, you know, an hour, like you said, and a centre, another centre back, and even a DM. I, I think having Skip as a squad player strengthens us massively because. You know, whilst he played, he played well, and we, you know, Norwich he was getting man of the match right, left, and centre last season. I still think putting him alongside proper DMs. I don't think Yorbia is a proper DM. I think he's a box to box because when you know you see him when he's when he's further up the pitch, he does affect the game. He can affect the game. So having a proper mm-hmm. DM, someone that just sits there, protects that back four, and then you can have. Or you know a wide player or or a striker um, or an attacking midfielder that can facilitate that our you know our front three, I think um, that will help. And obviously it's another centre back because uh, as well as Dyer played, I, I can't trust him. Benji, do you keep Kane at this point? Benji, he's not with us. So I go to no, I, I agree with Jack. It's it's the same. I agree with Jack. It's the same with the Gareth Bell thing. Benji? Yeah, it's the same with the Gareth Bell thing. I just I feel like they need to invest in properly and get proper players in. Not, not like the Mellors and just this Vlasovic guy that they're talking about. Only God knows who he is. Um, they need to actually sign proper players into the club. But the, my, my problem with Tottenham is that they keep going for players that don't want to come. And then yeah. now these players are signing new contracts like Lautaro Martinez. Like, our plan was for Martial to have another good season and stop it for Martina in that season. But you guys keep coming in and disturbing our transfer plans. Can you just stop that for a second? I beg of you. But all jokes aside, I feel like if you get 100 to 160 million, mate, you can get four players in and Tottenham becomes a better team. Like, you, I think football is all about having a director of football. And they have a very good director of football. Um, and the guy that's looking for players in the transfers, he really will use the money correctly. It's not like how they were using it before, like Vlad Kirikas and Co. They'll use it on proper players and be able to improve the overall squad. So I feel like they should sell him ASAP because if next year they don't sell him, no one's going to want Harry Kane because Haaland's on the market. Like, mm. that's how football works. Like, once a new player comes onto the scene, Mbappe will be on the market as well. But yeah. once a new player comes on the scene, he'll be there. He'll get 30 goals a season for the rest of his life and then he'll just retire and it will be like, um, um, Paul Gasper like a legend with no trophies like he should just I say to Danny Levy I want to leave Man City swatted a bit and Tottenham can move on from the situation Paul Gascon won the FA Cup by the way let's be with us so, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right, well, I'm just correcting I'm just, I'm just <laughs> stating facts <laughs> but anyway actually, um, from a if you can be neutral in this um, what, what, do you, what do you take you want you either keep Harry Kane or you take the potential 150, 160 million? Uh, well, I actually spoke to um, one of my Spurs colleagues actually about it. And I said, well, for I him, thought you were going to say he spoke to Harry Kane for a second. No, 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 no. no. Um, and even my neighbour, actually, who is a Spurs fan, um, for them, they just want the whole deal sorted out. For me, I said I would rather Kane stay at Tottenham. I don't know. It's something about Man City that just wouldn't really suit his play. I understand Man City, uh, they will create chances, but it's just something about it that just don't set. It just doesn't set up for him. And I think Tottenham really sets up for him. 
it's unfortunate that they just not won anything. You know what I mean? That's kind of shameful of me actually saying that as an Arsenal mm. fan. But um, no, but it is. It's a shame that Tottenham haven't won anything, especially with the the actual players that Tottenham do have. You know what I mean? So, so um, for me, I would rather he stayed. But if top if Tottenham can get get that bid out of Man City, you know what I mean? Like every well, <laughs> since they beat Man City um, on Sunday. And they know that Man City needs a striker. They just basically said, look, yeah, the, the price of the brick has gone up. Mm. You know what I mean? Simple as, you know. Yesterday's people... price is not today's price. Exactly. You <laughs> know what I mean? Think. Like, So you need to pay up. You know what I mean? So it's that simple. Mm. It's yeah, that simple, you know? I disagree with him not being a sort of Man City type player. I think his, his versatility and what he can do suits a false nine role. And I think that his... He can drop, he can drop, and he can get the forwards to move inside the Sterlings and the the Fodens and whatnot. And I think they can get a lot more goals if they if Pep yeah. can get you know if if you know if he drops even he plays those balls in that he can do. And on top of that, he can make those late runs in score because you know that's what okay. he's been doing for, um, for the past seven years. Question. Yeah, quick question. Um, just I know it's off topic, but was Phil Foden on, in the in the lineup? Just out of curiosity. Against. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! We're, we're not doing this again. We're we not doing this again. One more question. We have one more question about Tottenham. We'll come to you about that. Um, <laughs> no, no, I just answered the question. I just answered. I don't know. I don't know. Told you. I'd say we're probably Nuno's biggest fans. To be honest with you, I, well, I, I am. I am certainly. Even though he has gone to Spurs, um, was it unfair to to for all for him that? This negative energy from from the, to be honest, the Spurs fans, a lot of them, was given to him before he even stepped foot in the place. Yeah, I think it was unfair. I think firstly, they judged him off the season that Wolves had, and Wolves didn't have a great season last year. That, let's just make that clear right now. It wasn't a good year, um, but I always argue that there's they're very strict in Wolves in the terms of the the players that he's able to bring in, kind of restrict what he's able to do. It's either they're Portuguese or they've had, they're very close to being Portuguese. It's one way or another, um, with one or two exceptions here or there. Like Cody, I think Conor Cody was there before he even joined Wolves. So that's one exception to the rule. But other than that, Trin, like, he's gone, Trin Kalsbury's brought in, you know, um, and then Samedo was brought in. And it's like, there is no, so you're buying players that don't allow him to broaden his tactics. Now that he's come in, the players that he's brought in are very different. And the way he's playing already, he didn't go to a back five despite having Doherty, who he knows very well. He could have used that formation to get the best out of him and try and use that. He didn't do that. He's also a back four, put Tanganga there, brought Oliver Skip into the midfield straight away, which I want to say, firstly, good for him because Mourinho was actually bigging him up last year as well, saying that he really likes Oliver Skip. But obviously, he sent him on loan. Didn't have the confidence in him to play first-team football. Nuno's given him that chance and he shunned, you know? Um, and to be fair, look, I think any manager, when they come into a situation where the key man is looking to leave, that's a very difficult situation. I think he's dealt with it very well. He was asked a question about Harry Kane. He said, listen, this is one of the best players in the world. Yeah, But he's going to go training. Really well, yeah. I agree. yeah, he's going to go training and then he's, he should be back in the team. Very simple, very easy. I think what he's done very well is he's just not engaged in any negativity at the club. He's, you haven't heard any comments about him from him about Kane. He's just got off training. He's got the team ready. He's got them focused. 
And, you know, but we live, in football, we live in the here and now. And what it is, is that when fans see what's happened with Wolves in the last year and how he used Neves and... I get that frustration, but I also look at that Wolves side and I say, what more can you do with that team before you find their limit? And that was their limit. That's why he walked out. He wasn't sacked. He left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, my time's done here. It's time for me to go. He left and now he's going to a better club with less restriction. As tough as Levy is with transfers, he'll have a better time with Levy just because there's no restriction on the kind of players he can bring in. You're talking about now apparently they're being linked with um, Nahit Hernandez from uh, Syria. That's... That's a good signing. For me personally, I think that's a good signing. It's a good player, another midfielder, has more bodies in there, more depth. Paratici's coming. Sissoko's looking for another club already. Like All these players that they could have held on to are slowly being drifted out. And if it's Sam Milenkovic, you're not going to see much of Eric Dyer. It's going to be Romero and probably Sanchez, who had a great game, or Romero. And if Milenkovic comes in, if not him, you can put Tanganga there, you can put um, Doherty right back. It's variety. So... Cut him some slack. I think he's going to do very well for Tottenham. I think he's going to do very, very well for Tottenham. So, he's a good manager. I rate him just as much as you do, to be honest. And I think that's why you're guy that he didn't join Arsenal because you've waited to join Arsenal for a while. Long, so. long time. Long time. But he's at our rivals now. and We we can only cry about it. Anyway, uh, Manchester City. Mm. There's a certain £100 million man that looked like he was worth £10 million against uh, Tottenham Hotspur. What went wrong for Jack Grealish? I know. I think he's finding his feet. To be fair, you think he's finding his feet? Yeah, I don't think he's finding his feet. What he's only played what uh, two games? You know what I mean? He's coming from uh, Aston Villa. Uh, here's the thing with that, with that comment, which I don't like. There's certain players that are, that are cost a lot of money that aren't allowed to find their feet. He's I the most expensive I player in Premier League history. It should be pick up uh, pick up the pad and go play. You should no, be out the game straight away. In my opinion. I, I understand what you're saying, all right, and I totally agree with you. But at the same time, it's like you got to kind of look at from what team he's gone from to what team he's gone to now. You see what I'm saying? There's, I understand the expectations, but at the same time, he's he's got to find like it's like he's got to like transform like transform himself again into this team in this team now you know what i mean like different tactics different regimes and everything you see what i mean fair enough he was the main man at aston villa and now he's come to man city he's not necessarily the main man he's just another player at this team think about yeah. you see what i mean so for example think of uh uh is it ray ray oh i can't believe it. what's his name riyad Mahrez. yeah riyad yeah riyad Mahrez. all right main man at leicester he came to man city Everyone was calling him a flop, but he was just there trying to find his feet. Now, all of a sudden, he's now a player that's that first name probably on the sheet. You see what I mean? So it ha- so that's what it is. He just needs to find himself, and then he just needs to trans- transform into that type of player that Pep has seen in him and wants to be in this team. I think, I think for me, he's, he's in a very problematic situation where, number one, whether he plays on the left or in the middle, there's always going to be a crowding situation. Him and Sterling were... He was in Sterling's space a lot. For me personally, I didn't like that. I didn't like watching that. That's not a vendetta on him. Putting all that soonest BS to the side of 100 million players and what they should do. <laughs> he was... Because yeah, it's BS. Facts, it's BS. But, you know, what... Um, what he was doing was always drifting off to that side. So there was a bit of a unbalance when they were going forward. Sterling didn't know where to go. Sterling would then come to the middle sometimes. He'd be so far left that Grealish. 
he wasn't finding any rhythm. Now, he started off the game really well, like City did. He was bursting into the box. He was trying to create trouble. He got a foul that was just outside the box as well. So it could have been a penalty if, if he stepped, took one step further. He started off well, but what happened was, as soon as Tanganga got a hold of that left side, he didn't know what to do himself anymore. And the reason why he kept on crowding Sterling is because at Villa, he has that red license to roam down the left and down the middle as much as he wants. So that, that for me, in line is a problem already. My question was, when he first was linked, was do they, do they need him and what for? I, I don't know what he adds to that team. Honestly speaking, I don't... He doesn't make them better in terms of quality, in my opinion. He doesn't make them more efficient, in my opinion. And he doesn't fit what City you're trying to do because bar Red Mares, not most of the players in that team dribble to crazy levels. And he's someone that always slows the game down. He wants to get players so close to him before he ever beats them or he takes it back and passes it. I just didn't know if... I don't know if he clicks in that team. So I feel like that lies in the problem. I don't think it's an issue of him finding his feet. He's a Premier League player going to another Premier League club. He's going to learn Pep's way of playing. He's going to have to adapt to it. The question is if he can adapt. If he adapts and he finds a different way to play into that team, he becomes one of those players that, for me, yeah, he'll, forever, agree, man. Yeah, he'll forever be a squad player in that squad for me. Because that's what, that's what legit... Maris is a quality player. He's a squad player. Bernardo Silva is a quality player. He's a squad player as well. Kevin De Bruyne is the only one that's not a squad player. And, and uh, Ruben Diaz. And um, what's the other one's name? Cancelo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not even, even him. I thought Edison as oh, well. Cancelo, oh, okay. I'd add him to that as well. And Kyle Walker, when he's back to finish, right back is his. But the rest of them, especially in that midfield, you're going to rotate. Fernandinho Rodri, Fernandinho Rodri, Gondawan, Foden. It is, it is going to be like this all the time. I mean, personally, I don't think it was a good move on this part. I don't think it would. I don't think it's going to work out for him in terms of being a key man. I don't think he will ever be a key man at City. But yeah. at the same time, I've, I don't know. I just, what I've seen with him and Sterling. But Kojo, I, th- I, I think there's bigger problems, though. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I think um, that left back, oh my. Oh, Mendy. Gosh, oh my. Can't he still plays for the club. Um, what's his name? Benjamin. Mm. Mendy. Hey, no, hey, listen, listen, listen. Your name's Benji. Don't give, don't give me your first name. Like, Let's call him Mendy. What, they need. They should have just bought a left back. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't buy a left back. That's if that's the biggest. Like, if I'm if it, if it's football manager, I'm taking over Man City and I have a transfer budget. I'm just signing a left back. I'm not doing anything else. Like, I don't see the need for another dribbler and centre mid with nice hair. They already have Foden to do that. Like, they they should have went out and got. Maybe Grimaldo, Gaia, a proper left back, and then, then we'll be talking business. But Mendy at left back, he's he's a two out of ten every game. Like literally two out of ten. One cross here and there, but he's a two out of ten guy. Like yeah, but I don't really care about them anyway, but they, they should have signed a left back. No, I agree. Because the in the transfer transfer at the beginning, they were linked with um Nuno Mendes of Sporting, and that was hurting me because he had a great year, they won the league, it was a key part of that. A young guy. Uh, well, <laughs> Wolves love this Portuguese, um, but a good young talent. And I was thinking, if they sign him and add an extra striker, which we thought would be Harry Kane directly, then we're in trouble. I actually agree with that because Mendy and Ake, Mendy and Ake, Ake, Jesus Christ, Ake. I hate players that are centre backs that can't defend. I don't like that. I I, I just don't like it. So I was saying, ask Kyle. What for anyone that watched the commentary? 
as soon as Song went with him, it was step over, step over. We didn't even talk about Ake because we didn't. There was, there was no protection from Ake. There was none. You want to say by the way? What do you say? Oh, uh, don't worry, that's fine. Oh, damn. <laughs> but no, I just. That, that left side is a disaster. So, what? It's going to be what? Zinchenko? That's wait for Zinchenko to come back. An attacking midfielder? I mean, he's back. Playing left back? I, I think he plays. He's, he's obviously. I think he's their best left back. He is. He is. Yeah. But again, that's. That's poor that your attacking midfielder is your best left back when you've got a natural left back that you bought for millions in that position. And okay, the less said the better. They need John Stones back or Laporte, whoever they want to put next to Diaz. So yeah, but they deserve to lose this game. Spurs were better from start to well, from fifteenth minute to end. Yeah, twenty minutes onwards, yeah. Yeah, definitely. If Jack, they don't get Harry Kane, which I don't think is is anywhere near likely. Um is this false nine? business going to succeed for a second time it, it, it can't last again uh, last season again it, it's always an exception last season Every, all the other teams were inconsistent as hell we you know the main nights chelsea's liverpool's the the level of consistency the results that these teams were getting you know Every game just seemed like a banana skin, almost. Mm. It just seemed like a or a potential banana skin. You looked at that fixture and thought, hmm, they could, they could draw this. It's not getting none of. Them. There was a point in the season where we just thought every game could, they could win it, but they they might not win it. There's not there wasn't a guaranteed win for the teams below Man City for for any game at that point. I don't think it will happen this season though, because I think Chelsea and United have strengthened so much. They've got that fire. They've got that focal point up front as well. That. You're going to get, you know, those two teams will get results against the smaller teams. They'll get a good run of results, and which they weren't getting last season. And City won't be able to get away with that because you you remember their start to the season as well. So they're not going to get away with that kind of start again, definitely. And without a striker, boy, I, I don't know how they're going to perform in big games as well because if teams do park the bus, if teams do sharp shop and play with a low block and um, very much organized again you saw their finishing you know the two chances they had they came they fell to Cancelo and Mares. you know Mares is a good he's a good strike he's a good striker of the ball he's a good mm. you know he's a decent finisher but he's not a center forward he's not a striker for a reason and yeah you, when chances are falling to these players that's what happens Ferran Torres even so you know he's not he's not a center forward yeah, you want you want a focal point. You need that focal point, and City need him. City need came badly now. I think they want to reclaim that title. I think we shall wrap that up there. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, but of course, we need to find out where they can find you. We'll start with you, Jack. Where can they find you? Yep, every Thursday at Spurs underscore Touchline. Just follow us on Twitter. We always have a. Pod, we are the new Spurs order, so you know we're gonna. There's big things coming, big things coming. You know we got, we don't. You know there's a variety of opinions. You know from positive to negative, it don't matter. But we don't take any crap from dumb fans, from idiot fans, and from racists and from scum. So we'll call we'll call them all out on that on that pod and on our account. Speaking on that, well, was um, just uh, I mean I think Brentford as well. They the the, the applause would. Uh, for Bukayo Saka, Spurs as well uh, during that friendly. The, the applause there that was was really was wonderful to see. So Spurs, well done, man. and and Brentford, well done. Um, uh, Ashley, where can they find you? 
Uh, they can always find me on Twitter, you know, at <laughs> the best one, T-H-A-B-E-S-T-O-N-E, 89. Um, always, you know, hit me up, anything about football. Most of the time, people are always laughing at me because of Arsenal. But then, most of the time, you have me, most of the time, you have me making comments about any other team. And then yeah. just, you know, to get on your nerves. So, I'm there, you know. So, if you want to... You want to have that little conversation with me? I'm there. You can just hit me up on Twitter. Just what, Just don't just don't make any excuses. I look here. Yeah, there is never <laughs> there is never excuses made. All right. <laughs> never excuses. All right. He's got no time for them. I have no time for excuses. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Benji, where can they find you? It takes him a minute. Nowhere with that with that internet, boy. It takes him a minute. It takes him a minute. <laughs> Maybe not. Anyway, Kojo, where where can they find Benji? Let's, let's, let's... Oh no, he's no, he's gone. Now you're 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 muted. You're muted. Mute. No, mute. no, we can't hear him. Jesus Christ, this is great. great. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. You can find Benji enjoying life in West Africa right now, living life, son. <laughs> Plenty of jollof, fufu, yam, banku, all of it, yeah? Dropping all of them, plantain, all of it. Yes, he's killing food right now. And also you can find him on Ben underscore Adiemi. Adiemi, yeah, Adiemi. Ben underscore Adiemi on the Twitter. Yes, please. Yes, sir. There we go. There we go. And Kojo, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us right here on YouTube, Freeman for Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Freeman Field. And of course, Instagram as well, Freeman Field. And TikTok, Freeman Field, where um, I'm about to drop a masterpiece. And um, in advance, KO, I apologize. This has been another episode of the Freeman Field Podcast. Good night. <laughs> Thank you.